Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and the tools you need to thrive in all aspects of your life. Join us now as we discuss everything from nutrition and exercise to money management and personal growth. Dr. Choctaw will provide insightful advice on how to improve your physical and financial health, as well as your emotional and mental well-being. Whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, unlock financial freedom, or cultivate a more positive mindset, we've got you covered. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealth, and Wise podcast. I am delighted to have you with us today. And today we have a very unique topic. Uh, We're going to talk about leadership and we're going to talk about a number of issues, but we're going to talk about it from a unique perspective. Uh, We're going to interview a very outstanding and dynamic young man by the name of Vincent. Uh, Vincent is 17 years old, and he's a member of that Gen Z uh, group that we hear so much about. Now, I'm a baby boomer, so I'm the the extreme. But one of the things I have learned uh, is that the Gen Z individuals have a unique perspective on life. And not only is their perspective on life unique, uh, we can all benefit just from talking to each other and exchanging ideas. And so this is the 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 thrill, the surprise, the 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 gem that we have for you today. As always, I like to start off with with my beliefs. I believe that life is about being of service to other people. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. This is part of our masterclass series, these podcasts, and basically it has to do with, with health care, it has to do with education, and it has to do with spirituality. One of the areas that we're going to delve into is the education area and how that has impacted us individually and indirectly. And so we're going to talk about education from the perspective of our interviewee today, Vincent, and have him just sort of bring us up to date with with, with what's going on and how things have developed in his life. He's at a very unique flexion point in his life, and we're going to have him talk about that and how he got there, what he's learned, and what he's doing uh, to move on. As always, we like to give you an outline, and the outline is that we're, we're going to introduce Vincent to you shortly. Uh, we're going to talk about leadership. Um, in addition to that, um, some of the challenges that he's gone through, certainly in terms of the COVID period. Um, uh, we're going to talk about soccer, which is one of the loves of his life and how that is important to his development and how that has helped him and about his outlook and his plans for the future. As I said, we all know that that. The Gen Z is a unique generation. And a couple of things that have been said about this generation is that they tend to be the lonelier generation. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I think part of it means that they have not had a privilege of the socialization that a lot of us sort of grew up with. And so they tend to use uh, their phones and their 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 computers and 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 insulate themselves uh, and calm themselves 
themselves and learn in ways that a lot of us, certainly back in the baby boom generation, did not learn. Um, one of the other issues that's said about the Gen Z generation is that they are more diverse and they're more comfortable with diversity. And those of us back in baby boomers and others who struggled and fought the wars and this and that, uh, the Gen Z folks don't don't worry about that a lot. They just sort of go with the flow. Uh, and that's a good thing. And that's something I think that we can all learn about uh, in terms of what we have to do um, and that sort of thing. Another issue that came up when I did some research uh, was that they are also very concerned about their mental health, which I found interesting uh, and to some extent unique. Uh, so uh, not to um, spend too much more time, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get, get right on it. Um, so, Vincent, uh, why don't you uh, tell us who you are and how old you are and what state you live in? Um, I live in the state of California. I am 17 years old and I'm going into my senior year of high school. Okay. You're going into your senior year of high school. Uh, were there any things that you've learned? Well, let, let me back up. Um, has your journey to your senior year of high school been easy or has it been uh, hard? It's been challenging. Uh, what are some of those challenges? Um, for the first one is COVID. Um, well, and, and how was that a challenge for you? It was a challenge because um, all through middle school, I mean, well, my eighth grade year, that's when COVID really um, started to, in 2020, that's when it started to really come up. Okay. And so, I mean, we thought that for spring break, we were going to get um, two weeks off or three weeks off because they added another week because COVID was rising. Uh -huh. um, ended up turning into two and a half years of no uh, um, in-person school. Two and a half years. So how, how did you how did you adjust to that? Um, so some kids can agree with me. Some kids <laughs> will not. Um, I feel like throughout my eighth grade year coming into my um, high school, my, um, say my freshman year, um, and we were all online mm -hmm. and it was, it was hard, but easy because you, for me, I had more dis distractions in school than at home. But at the same time, I had the ability to, to pick and choose when I could do my schooling at home, vice versa. If I would go to school, I'd have that um, that time set where I'd have to go to this class at this time, I'd have to do homework at this time, or um, so on and so forth. So you had more flexibility? Basically, yeah. Ah, okay. And I feel like a lot of kids took advantage of that and got their classes done, and a lot of kids didn't take advantage of that, and that resulted into kids losing credit their freshman and sophomore year because they didn't fulfill the requirements they needed to. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, so from an academic point of view, do you think COVID or the pandemic and being out of school that period of time where you had to do everything on Zoom, I guess, was, was that a plus or a minus for you? Um, both because, well, let's get into the pluses. Um, I was more focused. I was more dedicated into getting good grades because 
I mean, I wouldn't want to not graduate because I missed credits my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a negative component of that was there was a lot of issues with the computers and a lot of issues with the, say, the Internet. Say, basically, your class relied on the Internet. And if the Internet went out, I mean, you can't do your class. Uh. So I feel like also that's why a lot of kids um, struggled because maybe they didn't have internet and they couldn't go to school. Or oh, didn't have good internet. Well, yeah, good internet. Okay, okay. So, so did you have good internet? Oh yeah, I had good internet. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> okay, good. Um, how else did, did COVID, how, how did you deal with not uh, being around your friends and that sort of thing? Was that a plus or a minus or uh, how, how did you adjust to that? To be honest, it was a plus because it was a transition to eighth grade to high school. So okay. in middle school, I feel like that's when kids start to, I guess, develop into their own selves and start exploring more. Because, I mean, you're basically graduating from elementary to middle school. And I feel like middle okay. school is where you really get to experience that change of getting six, seven classes a day, um, getting six, seven different teachers, um, having to do PE, for, having to do hardcore PE for the first time. Okay. Um, yeah, and I feel like my friends were a bad influence on me. Mm -hmm. um, In what way? Uh, smoking, gangs, all mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So um, as soon as I was isolated from that environment, I mean, I found new friends that um, can provide a better environment. Interesting. So it was a plus because it allowed you to separate from the present group that was there at the school and gave you the opportunity to look at alternative associations, and that was a plus for you. It was a plus for me, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, what, have you been involved in any type of leadership at your school or related to your school? And if so, uh, uh, tell me about that. Um, I'd say I was captain of my varsity soccer team for about three years now. Okay, and and how how did that come about? Um, I'm freshman year, everyone. If you're going into high school freshman year, no matter how good you are, you're gonna start on JV. That's where, that's as junior varsity. Yeah, okay. you're gonna start on JV for your freshman year. Okay. Uh, all students. I don't care how good you are. You're gonna start on JV. Your okay. Year. Okay. Um. Maybe, well, you're going to start on JV, but maybe as the year progresses, you get bumped up if you're good enough, obviously. Okay. Um, But I feel like since I was, say, not a captain, but I would say I was a, a good representative for the team because I bring that um good energy and I bring the competitiveness to the game. Okay. And I feel like not a lot of, um, not a lot of players on my team had that drive to to win. It was like it is what it is. If we lose, like no, like. And why do you think you have that drive or that competitiveness? Because um, I honestly feel like I get it from um my grandpa and my dad. To be honest, my mom too. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just my family. I mean, we if we're gonna do something, we do it well. Okay. And um, we strive for the best. So. I believe that that's a reason. Okay, okay, okay. 
Have you ever, um, what, what would you say you learned in, in just sticking with the, with the COVID for it, right? What, what, what was your, what was your biggest lesson that you learned during the COVID uh, time, uh, during those few years that you were out of, you know, you couldn't go to into the classroom and that sort of thing, um, that you think will help you, you know, as you continue on your journey as an adult? Um, I feel like, um, a lesson was, um, if you don't work for it, you won't get to where you're going to be at. For instance, like for, for an example, I mean, I could barely do 20 juggles in the backyard starting out when I first got back into soccer and now I can do a hundred easy. So what, what is a juggle for those of us who are not um, soccer okay, people? So for, uh, <laughs> basically if how you juggle with your hands. You juggle with your feet. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So your skill, your physical skill set improves significantly. My physical skill improves significantly, but also my mental skill because, um, I mean, my coach is a pretty wise man. He told me that it's all about the the mindset and the, and the dedication to get you to where you want to be at. And I feel like with all the adversities that I faced and the bumps in the road that I've gone past, mm -hmm. um, I'm fulfilling the requirements to achieve my dream, which is to play major league soccer mm -hmm. or to play college soccer. Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. And one of the things that we've said repeatedly on these podcasts is that what you believe affects how you think and what you think affects how you feel and how you feel affects how you act. Yeah. Um, but I find it extraordinarily interesting that it's 17 that you sort of figure that out. And I think, again, this may be something else that's exemplary of you Gen Zers yeah. that, that you, you recognize the importance of that. Uh, and by starting with the most important area first, in other words, your mindset, that a lot of these other things flow and they flow more easily or more um, effectively for you than some of the rest of us that, that sort of struggle with, with more and more things to uh, be concerned about. Yeah. Um, why is it that you like soccer? And what, what, what's unique about soccer or as compared to other sports for you? Um, well, other kids can argue that, I mean, some of that just football, baseball, et cetera, so forth. Um, but I feel like soccer has really been a big part of my life since I, I've I've grew up on it. Um, I've I've played it since I was four, four and a half. Um, what my mistake was was I took a break for about for about eight or eight or nine years. Um, mm. I took a break for a long time because I mean, like I kind of didn't believe myself. I was little. I was like, but I was like, I stopped playing at ten. So mm -hmm. um, about about seven. No, about. Um, yeah, about seven years. Um, to be honest, like when I started getting back into it, it was just like the drive and the love of the game again and the passion of the game that really got me to, to love the game again or love it more than I used to. And um, with all the the positiveness around me, I mean, my dad mentoring me mm -hmm. um, every day before I joined the the Barca club, I mean, it was just a, a good experience. And now since I've I've gone through that and um I mean I don't know, it was just a it was just a, a crazy experience because I mean compared to when I was fourteen barely starting uh -huh. and now, I mean 
it's just been it's just been a crazy crazy life story to be honest. Well, let, let me ask you this: um, What would you say is your greatest talent or skill um, that you've developed over time? I'd say two of my greatest talents and skills are um, being able to take things in and letting things go. Mm -hmm. To be honest, from say other people, they're like um, also my ability to um, control my emotions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I when I was little, I would have anger. I would have anger issues, anger management classes, and all that. Um, to be honest, I don't think it really helped me. But mm -hmm. I feel like since I since COVID, since I dealt with it on my own uh -huh. and I learned to control it on my own, I mean, it was just a like a way for things to just settle down uh -huh. and for me to calm down. Okay. Um, but yeah. And another skill is um I mean my soccer journey, to be honest, that's one of the things I'm most proud of. Okay. You know, it's interesting when you said um, not let things bother you. I, I have as part of my basic principles, don't sweat the small stuff, and most stuff is small. Um, I coming to the same conclusion that you've come to, that most of the things that aggravate you or upset you or whatever are really not as big a deal as you think they are, at least not at the time. And that what you'll find is you just let them go and put it in perspective, and it's, it's, it's not that big a deal. Okay, okay. Excellent. Uh, think about it. What, what's a good academic subject that inspires you, you know, of the subjects that you're taking? So let me, let me ask you, what, what is your GPA? My GPA is it, well, coming from my, my junior um, GPA this past school year was a 3.8. 3.8, okay. Um, what is a, a particular subject um, uh, or class that you've taken that really inspires you, that you really like? Um, well, this is kind of a class that I, I'm going to take. Okay, all right. Coming into my senior year. Okay. I'm really interested, and I think it's going to change my perspective on how I see things, is um, AP Psychology. AP Psychology. Ron, congratulations for taking an AP class. That's always good in high school. Uh, I, I remember that. Uh, but what, what, what is it that fascinates you about psychology? Um, I want to know or I want to be able to understand how the different parts of the human mind think and what what um, what components of the brain allow us to think that way. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of the um, and, and why? What why, why does that fascinate you in terms of the human because, mind and that sort of thing? Um, overall, I mean. I would want to pursue in the medical field and I would want to be some type of doctor in the future. So I feel like AP psychology gives me that kind of kickstart. So you're interested in going into medicine? Yes. Oh, that's always good. That's always good. We, we, we certainly like that. Yeah. <laughs> always good. Um, another question, and I, I'm just, just randomly asking these things. What, what, what are you passionate about? Just in general. What, 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 Mm. Um, I'm passionate about, um, I'm passionate. um, what fires you up? What, what, what uh, excites you? To be honest, I feel like soccer, yes, but also like 
like working out by myself. Like okay, explain that because it's um it's just like kind of like a therapy, like going out for a run or like like uh, okay doing something by yourself that just like um like just gets you to feel like I guess gives you a dopamine rush of feeling good, like like feeling refreshed. I mean, you did this by yourself when you say you didn't want to do it and you still did it. Uh-huh. Um, that's also a mindset thing. That's something that I learned that even if you don't want to do it and you still do the thing that you don't want to do, it will pay off in your head. Well, it's interesting that a lot of professional athletes talk about that in terms of that mindset, and even just individuals who exercise a lot in terms of the mental health benefit of exercise. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned accomplishments, you know, you don't want to do it, you know, but then you do it anyway. And then after you do it, you feel better. Okay. Um, and those of us in the healthcare field, we call that therapy. Yeah. But that, that indeed is a type of therapy. Uh, and it's something worth uh, continuing to keep us um, you know, healthy, wealthy, and wise, uh, as, as we like to say. Uh, what, what would you say is your biggest strength and what would you say is your biggest weakness? Um, academically or just in general? Uh, just in general. Um, I'd say my biggest weakness is, um, I'd say like academically is math. Okay. Well, academically is math. I'd say my biggest achievement is learning how to understand math in in a way that it's just a formula that you need to master. Likewise, okay. soccer is just a formula you need to master, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I, and what I like about it is that you took your weakness and made it in a strength. Yeah. You know, that, that I would argue that if you have a weakness that you know of, and you're able to attack that weakness and convert it or change it or modify it so that it is less of a weakness and more of a strength, that's a huge achievement. Thank you again for listening to our very unique uh, Healthy, Wealth, and Wise podcast today. Um, This is the first time that we've interviewed a Gen Z member. Um, And one of the things that, a number of things we learned, one is that even at age 17, Members of the Gen Z, Gen Z generation have learned how to take adversity and turn it into a strength. And that's clearly something that we can all do uh, when things happen in our respective lives. Next, uh, interestingly, I found that when listening to someone during COVID, uh, particularly those in junior high school and high school, we hear the downside about how it's difficult for students and how the grades have dropped. It's good to remember, like Vincent, that some of these students actually did better with a more organized, a slower, a more restricted, a more controlled environment that they were they were able to take control of their circumstances. Um, and I think it's important to understand that Gen Z is different from the rest of us, uh, not to mention the fact of their dependence and use and integration, if you will, of uh, technology. Uh, and that includes the artificial intelligence chatbot technology. For it's the Gen Z generation that would be the first generation, among others, to take that into our colleges and universities uh, when they begin to enroll in the next two to three years. 
Thank you again for being with us today and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MDJD. We hope you enjoyed this episode. In fact, if you found this episode helpful, you can support and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform with the keywords, Dr. William Choctaw, and you'll find it very quickly. Also, subscribing helps ensure that you don't miss any future episodes. And then take the next step of action and share it with your family, friends, and or your co-workers. They'll be glad you did. So until the next time, live your best possible life the best possible way. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD.